leather, yellow leather. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Unique New York, New York, New York. I always learned to down by with the B here. Mm. But it also makes it a little bit more rhythmic. Trying to work out uh, another S sound word that could fit in there. Best I can come up with is slantwise. Essentially. Got both the S and the sh sound. But we need a we need a preposition. Because she's not just by the seashore. She's slantwise to the tree, seashore. She's... Who gives a shit? Welcome to the Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture, media, name of movies, TV, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Matt Matt. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, check out our, I don't know, I haven't said Gmail in a while since Game of Thrones has been done. Uh, hit us up on Gmail. Send us an email at justicelosersplot at gmail.com. Um, Mark, you're supposed to send us a bionicle theory. I forgot to remind you about that. Oh, smart. this is your public. This is your public shaming. Goddamn bionicle theory. Yep. I thought I'd say that sentence. That, that is a weird series of words. Mark, send us that goddamn bionicle theory. Yep. I've heard bits and pieces, and it's. So what? Or what's maybe the, the whole basic, thing. Like theory of what? Is it like that? Like of the story behind bionicle, or like yeah, what it, they are? It has it has to do with the mythology a little bit. Okay. I don't remember most of the details. Yeah, I know that there is like a full mythology to Bionicle, but I Oh yeah. I had It's the, an intense mythology. I believe my sister and I collectively had the full set of the original, mm. like all those different right. colors. Um she was much more creative at like kind of making them an, an amalgamation of them. Okay. Um I just I I was always t she was always way better at like being creative with Legos. Mm -hmm. I always just remade the kits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. Yep. She's always the I think I believe she was she's she's the more creative type than I am. I'm always more I'm much more logical. That's just one of those things that makes sense, Mr. Engineer. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So Yeah, send us your own bionicle theories. Justicelosersponagemail.com. Only bionicle. If you don't have a theory but if you have a theory about something else, I don't want to fucking hear it. I do, but you have to tie bionicle in somehow. Actually I want to hear about a theory of everything. I want to murder myself. I'm going to go walk into traffic right now. Uh, please don't. <laughs> Ow, my knee. Fuck. Oh, God. My leg grazed my knee. What did you do to your knee? Oh, man. I don't know, man. I have a doctor's appointment for tomorrow. Mm. Like, okay, so disregarding the insane amount of bug bites that are all over me. That's an insane amount we of bug bites. In, oh, my God, dude. I have, I think when I... I have, like, a delayed reaction. Mm. Like, most people that were there, like, people that... So, I was just in Galveston for, like five days mm -hmm. um which is okay let's just mention this yes we missed last week um we we ha we were gonna do assassin's creed with just me nick and carter or me carter and brendan mm -hmm. uh it is impossible to schedule the three of us at the same time yep <laughs> like it, it's a recurring thing that we've had to deal with for a long time yep but i i failed to account for that i was just gonna like well we'll do it and then Boy, we forgot. Yep. Uh, and then we were like all of us, but Matt basically, all, like most of our friend group was yep. all down in Galveston. Um, and then we were like, "Oh shit, we should probably do a backup episode." Last session of doing backup episodes, we did not record that many backup episodes. I believe we yeah. had two, and I think we've already used them both. Yeah, I don't. Um, yep. 
so yeah, we missed last week. Um, Sue us. Suck it up. We had a three-hour episode. There you go. It's extra. Co- <laughs> Honestly, you you still owe us time. We can. Okay. Episode over. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> we go based on hours. We've got like a couple like two and a half hour episodes too that we can like just like yeah. No, no. Just take like a. We're going on vacation. vacation. <laughs> so yeah, we missed last week. Um, whatever. Yep. It's it's. I mean. This might maybe turn out to be another one of those, like, this causes another one of those situations of, like, episode 69 being on Valentine's Day weekend. It yep. wouldn't have happened if we hadn't missed an episode. Yep. But... It's fate. It's gonna, something's gonna work out. Yep. So we'll anyway. do a Back to the Future episode on number 88. Wait, that already happened. 88 already happened. Wow. Oh, damn it. That would a good opportunity. Yep. Unless they do a Back to the Future remake. Hey, Segway, call we ahead. We'd already done news and much of it up too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, okay. So ignoring the bug bites. So uh, if it's, it's a seg, it's a if it's a segue, but you can't quite segue there yet. It's a call ahead reference. There we go. That's the technical term. Okay. So a while ago, like maybe a couple, maybe four weeks ago ish, mm-hmm. my knee started hurting just like a little bit, just like uh-huh. and just in like one spot. It was very okay. like, sharp pain in one spot, uh-huh. and like. I, I just kind of disregarded. I thought I like bumped my knee, and it was lasting like a week. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I, like bru- bumped it and then like bruised the bone because bruising your bone hurts like hell. Yeah, but only in like that spot. Right. Bruised my heel bone and f- or yeah, my left heel bone, and it sucked up Ooh. the way I walked for like seven months. This is when I jumped down the stairwell. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was just kind of bothering me, and kind of ignored it. I stretched it every once in a while, but then so I slept on a hammock the entire time mm-hmm. I was in Galveston. I woke up one morning and my knee was in like twisted in a weird way because there's only so long that you can sleep in a perfectly penciled position. Yep. So I got really creative with ways that you can sleep in a hammock. Okay. <laughs> um, I woke up and it hurt really bad. Not and a on good my sign. way back, I looked at my knees and there is a substantial bump where that is. That's an issue. I don't know if the bump was there before or after my knee was twisted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I checked it out. Like, I was, like, looking to see. Yeah. Uh, but I have no idea what it is, and it hurts like fuck. Okay. Uh, I've had to take the elevator to work today, which is not, or, like, up to my office, which mm-hmm. is not something I typically have had to do, mm-hmm. uh, because I like to take the stairs and exercise. Speaking of which, I'm trying to get back into exercising. That's one of my watchmen up to. Hey. I guess I'll just go ahead and do my watchmen up to, because right. we're going to fuck everything up after missing that episode. Exactly. Everything's wrong. We're shifting everything. The status quo you knew and loved not really is no longer here it's let's gone. actually do that now let's always let's let's just right. flip that if we never it. miss another episode we'll flip it back okay we just love fucking the status quo yep um so yeah no what i'm enough to like i guess uh so yeah my knee hurts uh i when, when i had that outburst my right leg was crossed over my like my left quad mm-hmm. and i like i just took it down but my heel bone or my ankle bone oh yeah the bump, little and that point like yep. hell mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, so while we were in Galveston, I did a lot of D&D writing. I am prepared for a long amount of time. I also, like, perfected everyone's uh, character arcs, which is something I enjoy doing. If, you do, if you're a DM for uh, D&D, always write character arcs. Maybe they don't use them, but it's something that you can use to, like, create something for the character specifically. Mm-hmm. Get them attached to their character. I also wrote half of my best man speech for, for Nick. Hey, very good. He's not going to, neither of them listen, so, well... Katie knows, but um, got a very good idea of what I want to go with it. Um, right. I want to tell you about it on the way back. Okay. Uh, I also read lots of The Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought 
my five volumes of Mark Wade Flash and my three volumes of Wonder Woman. I managed to only read the first three volumes of the Mark Wade Flash, which are ones that I'd already read before. I was just catching back mm-hmm. up. So I didn't get to read any of the new stuff. Hmm. But it was still very much enjoyable. Um, there's a uh, there's a storyline where uh, uh, Barry Allen seemingly comes back, because this is set in the 90s. Okay. This is in the 90s. So uh, that comic, I believe, was about five, five six years after... Uh, Barry Allen had died in Crisis on Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. and like a hot minute before Barry Allen actually came back. Um, okay. So it was there's a big old twist at the end. It's a really well written thing because I had no idea, but like there, it, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you put a writer on a comic for for long enough, and you actually allow them to do what they want, and it gets really good. Um, there's plenty of like call forwards of or like uh foreshadowing and stuff mm-hmm. um yeah see when it's literary and there's themes and stuff then it's foreshadowing it when it's just two dudes bsing on a couch yeah. that sounded dirtier than it meant to um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's also like he also made so this is this is the run where wally west is flash mm-hmm, right. um and he actually made wally west flawed um because the Flash was just like, oh, I'm the fastest guy ever. And it's kind of like, just fastest man alive. Mm-hmm. But Wally, like, he, j- there's just so many, like, character flaws with him that he's slowly getting over. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> More like Flawly West. Boo. Yeah, that was. That not, was not your Wally best. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it was not my West material, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yours is better. <laughs> um, But uh, the... There's actually a lot of themes and stuff that the Flash show takes from with this one, hmm. despite it being Barry Allen, not Wally West. Um, for instance, one is like, I'm not fast enough, gotta get past it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always like slower, and there was things that he couldn't do that Barry Allen could do. Uh-huh. Um, and the reasoning before was because his, actual, his, uh, his abilities were actually killing him. Um, and that okay. was a theme from very, very early on. Like They established that early on, because... Barry Allen got his powers when he was adult. Wally West got his powers when he was a kid. And because of the mm-hmm. developing and the hormones and the like stuff like that, it was it was fucking with his like physiology and mm-hmm. it would like it would hurt him to run. Um, okay. I don't remember how he kind of got past that cuz it didn't really come up when he was an adult. Um but mm-hmm. it was prevalent when he first got his powers. It was prevalent during the New Teen Titans. Okay. Which also if you read a whole bunch of comics all past be very cautious reading a comic that's about the same characters that is a pretty small number of years after another comic that you're reading but haven't finished. Uh-huh. I had something in the New Teen Titans spoiled for me. Because, oh. Because uh, it's Wally West and there was a, it was a uh, Starfire and Nightwing showed up. Uh-huh. And they talked about something that's about to happen in the Oh, New no. Titans, and it spoiled it for <laughs> me. And I was like, well, poo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, there's things like the uh, the Judas contract that you know how it's going. So yeah. Basic knowledge, but this was something that I didn't know about. But so Wally West, uh, he was never as good as as Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it started off like kind of because of the sickness, and it later became that, like, in this issue, they revealed that it's just like he doesn't want to replace Barry Allen. Um, it's actually a really kind of cool. Uh, ep- uh, did I say episode. Yep. Not issue. Uh, it's actually a really cool issue where Jay Garrett gets the other three 
her other two speedsters mm-hmm. to help take down like so Barry so that's Allen Quicksilver and the Wizard. Okay, so one of them, Max Mercury, used to be called Quicksilver. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. And uh, the other one was um, Johnny Quick. Okay. And the Golden Age, like they were all right. speedsters from like other defunct universes or uh-huh. other comics that okay. DC took. Um, so Barry Allen comes back, and then he starts like murdering a bunch of people, and he goes kind of crazy, and they're like, "Oh, what's this about?" Hmm. Um, it's actually a really cool storyline. Um, but they're like, "Okay, well, how do we stop them?" And then. Uh, Wally gets his ass handed to him. They all get their ass handed to him by Barry because Barry's the fucking fastest ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, "All right, we got to teach Wally how to be faster because he's we're all old. Mm-hmm. He's got the best shot." And Max Mercury, uh, uh, I believe it's Max Mercury is the one that has a formula that he uses. Um, there's a speed formula that he uses, and he teaches that to Wally. And then John and Quick is all about like, "Oh, it's about the Zen." Mm-hmm. like or it's uh vice versa um one of them is about the zen it's like it's center li- your chi and the iron fist will be released no. <laughs> season two was okay um <laughs> the so he's basically like i think you just need to like it's it's all in the brain like your your barriers in your head and well he's like yeah fuck you you're all old and jay was like i can't actually teach you anything you you're faster than me or i'm faster than you but you have the endurance and you're just younger mm-hmm. I have you have by faith kind of a cute scene um but wally realized that he hasn't been running as fast as barry because he doesn't want to replace barry he wants to keep the, the same reason he pick up picked up the uh the outfit and picked the name is because he wants the the memory of barry to be able like to never go away uh-huh. and uh so he's just like there's like a, a series of panels where he's like that is like it's it is in the mind i just, I just never wanted to be faster than barry but Barry's being a total twat right now. I'm gonna go fashion him and beat the fuck out of him. And there's a scene where, <laughs> man, that's some. I didn't think DC threw around that kind of language. Uh, Barry's like running, and then Wally just runs up, catches up to him, and just punches him really hard in the back of the head. And there's like, and the panel is just like Barry Allen's face is like, that's <laughs> wonderful. That's good. Um. But yeah, no, and so like it's kind of that stuff where it's just like, oh, there's a reason I'm not going that fast or whatever. Um, and also the, I have to eat a whole bunch because my metabolism is insanely mm-hmm. fast. That mm-hmm. was in the mm-hmm. show. But that was a long way to say for, long, long talking for just that, mm-hmm. that, what I was reading. Uh, briefly, what else I've done? I've been watching, uh, oh, I haven't updated. Oh, it's been a while since I've talked about what I binged. Um, I talked about, have I talked about um, uh, Jack Ryan? No. Okay, binge Jack Ryan. Yeah, what'd you think? Great, great show. Have you mm-hmm. seen it? Yeah. It's so Saw good. when it came out. I love how they, like, I, I love the way that they actually portray the Muslim faith. Mm-hmm. Where there's, like, yes, there's extremists. Yep. But it's also just a genuinely good, like, a, a, it's just a genuine religion. Yeah. Like, it's there's... almost no different from Christianity if yeah. you look at the root, like, uh, faith of it. Um, and it's just, it, it keep it keep it. It gives you a steady stream of revelations and stuff like that. Right. Um, and gives you your specific characters that you need to care about. Doesn't really overplay any of the characters they don't want you to care about. And it doesn't underplay people you should people you should care about. Yep. It's a great show. Yeah. I'm excited for seasons two and three. Um, the What else did I binge? Uh, um, fuck. There was another one. 
I've started watching Man in the High Castle again. Okay. I restarted it, so I... Oh, I, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so, I just got to an episode that I haven't seen yet. Okay. Because uh, I realized, while watching... I've st- I saw most of season one. Mm-hmm. I have, like, two episodes left, and I've okay. seen them all, except for the recent one. Um, Great show. Like... Good I show. For- I forgot. I mean, it's... <laughs> It, it's one of those interesting things to me because, like, it's one of the reasons I really, really like the Assassin's Creed series is because mm-hmm. it's historical fiction, basically. Yeah. Where, like, it, it's kind of like a what if. Like, I've got my ideas for a, a graphic novel or for a short film or whatever that I wanted to do if, like, Bonnie and Clyde had survived. Uh-huh. Like, it's been – because they, I believe, could still be alive. Like, old, but possibly still alive. I don't know. I don't but know I have this idea that, out. like, they didn't get fucking annihilated mm-hmm. behind their car on the interstate or wherever they got – shot um but they stayed alive and then they kind of like began a crime syndicate that's a thing <laughs> uh began, began like a, a a powerhouse of criminals mm-hmm. and like you got you've got like gangs and stuff now and like through the 40s and stuff like that but like if they were just like they just had this really solid crime family or uh, crime organization that they built uh-huh. um and I had that idea of like how different our world would be right now if they had done that. Like obviously they probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah, no, probably not. Thing but but what kind of stuff? So this is kind of cool. Like what would have happened if this stuff happened? Mm-hmm. Um, still an entire mystery what those thing what those movies are. I will find out. I'm assuming pretty soon. Probably. Um. So yeah. Uh. And then there's one other show I watched that I don't remember. I was on Netflix, and. Well, I know you started Stranger Things. I did. I just start Stranger Things today, so I have three episodes into Stranger Things. Um, that's going really, really good so far. Yeah, it's yeah, on par. I think a little below season two. That's about right. Bring it. But it's still. I mean, season high bar. It's yeah. Like Daredevil. Like Daredevil all yeah. over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to look up and see if I can find... Alright, I've finished season 3 of Stranger Things, so I'll talk about it in sort of general terms. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I agree with your assessment. I think it carries through that it's just a, a hair or two below season 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets bigger, which means that it gets a little less focused, uh, which can be an issue in places. Um, there's a couple of wonky moments in the writing... Where you're just like that doesn't make a ton of sense, mm-hmm. um, but it's still it's still the fun, heartwarming, occasionally horrifying, just genuinely well done all around show that we've known yeah. and loved. Um, it does a couple of interesting things at the end, um, and I'm intrigued to see where they go next season. Yeah, I I have no idea what happens at the end of this though. So. Yeah, uh, it's definitely really entertaining to get my text from Matt um oh yeah i so did that whole thing we talked about this last time that was gonna text me <laughs> uh somebody did this he kind of did recaps of each episode yep with like little bits of like kind of plot twists and stuff that would uh-huh. happen except uh, they're all fake they're all except except there's an, an indetermined number of actual spoilers small but indetermined yep. um and i believe like unless you accidentally kind of said it i've come across one or two I okay. So you finished episode three. Finished episode I think three. I said one in episode three, um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on Can that. Can I read them out loud? Uh, no. Uh, you did not say anything in episode three. Okay. Well, there's a vague one. That, see, that's the thing. A couple of them 
can kind of be if you like look at it in a certain if light. you really squint yeah. yeah uh so i'm just gonna read these so if you guys want to like kind of write these down and enjoy the fun that i'm having mm-hmm. uh, and if, if you, you if you don't if you want to dodge potential stranger things spoilers close your ears we'll ears post a like timestamp. a minute yeah, yeah. I wouldn't worry. it's a short amount of time yep episode one a lot of romance in this episode we all knew about uh miss wheeler daiquiri montgomery tension but i'll admit i wasn't expecting any oh yeah that's a new name that matt and i have yep uh i wasn't expecting an increasingly desperate steve to enter the picture laying the groundwork for a fascinating love triangle in other news dustin thinks he may have found a way to harness technology to replicate or enhance Elle's power and hopper pulls a gun on someone unexpected uh season two or episode two a lot more horror elements in this one very interesting uh that they look like they're introducing a serial killer subplot watch out nancy and jonathan uh and who would have thought that uh who would have thought the romantic instability between mike and l would leave an opening for will to confess his true feelings for mike <laughs> um uh aha as uh, episode three aha i knew brenner was coming back uh and that serial killer thing definitely has legs literally also, does Will have powers now? <laughs> Episode 4. Holy balls, that got more intense. No, 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 no. Holy balls, that got more intense fast. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Hopper straight up murders a dude. Erica, Luca's little sister, plays a key role in taking down a sinister Russian cabal, and one of the kids might be a de- uh, might be dead. Cliffhanger. Episode 5. It all links together, no pun intended. To a... Okay, I'm assuming the link is something that's going to be said. In, uh, it's going to make sense after episode four. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> really? No promises. Oh, God. Uh, Joyce goes toe to toe with the Terminator after Hopper gets straight up murdered. In the most, uh, in the in the more unexpected plot twist, however, Steve finally changes out of his sailor suit. <laughs> please, please, it's so doofy. <laughs> episode six this time it's dustin's turn to straight up murder a dude while steve finally confesses his feelings to someone special joyce's persistence drags brenner back into the main plot uh episode seven joyce gets shot but joyce gets shot but gets away robin will robin gets shot but and doesn't and will reveals his hidden agenda episode eight can't talk through the tears dustin is a surprise death l is the inevitable one uh steve becomes a daddy and then yep. I sent you a picture of a floor mat that says, hi, I'm Matt with one T. And I was amused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those were fun to write. Yeah. Uh, so there's, I, I know, I feel like someone's going to die at the end because as well of, as I've done with staying away from spoilers, some people on Facebook are not fantastic. At, like kind of giving. Oh uh, yeah. Someone didn't, they didn't say anything about death. Someone, uh, it was just like a post actually Nick Scientist. Uh, listens occasionally, mm-hmm. I believe. He, uh, he, follows, he follows us. Your post about like not being okay with, uh, like not being okay about how the uh, the season ended. And then I saw, and then like, oh man, you know, people are like, people want things to be ruined for their lives. So my eyes quickly glanced at a comment. Oh no! Oh no! Didn't spoil anything, but it said it's it, like it mentioned how it's like, uh, it's not all is what it seems. So part of me thinks that like possibly Dustin. Di- I think Dustin is the one that like mm-hmm. is, is that's that actual one. Dustin okay. dies, but it seems in such a way that it's almost like the upside down kind of dying, where like you like L at the end of season one. Yeah, like he's yeah. actually alive. Um, so all right, we'll see. Yep. Uh, but I'm definitely enjoying like going through each episode and like reading them and then like kind of choosing. 
I, what I'll do is I will go through each episode and uh, read it, and then explain to myself how each of them can happen. Okay. Uh, so like I, I'll be like keeping an eye out, and that it's definitely been like I'll be like I'm like watching for one thing to happen and it never uh-huh. does, and I'm like oh that one was a fake. Yep. Um, yeah, I tr- yeah. I tried to make them all as reasonably plausible as possible. Some one. some of them make no sense until you get to that episode. Yeah. Um, the Terminator one will make sense. All right, that's what I'm. That's what I'm like. That's what I kind of hope for. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what you been up to? Uh, I talked about Stranger Things season three. Uh-huh. Um, I finally finished Jessica Jones three. I really, oh. really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it's a much better ending. Like then the cult old mm-hmm. show is kind of like okay, but then I'm like, oh wait, am I thinking of everything? Shit, what happened in episode? What happened in season three? Uh, there's the serial killer dude. And oh yeah, the dude who can detect whether people are good or bad. Yes, so he's actually a villain in the comic. Mm-hmm. Mind wave. So the whole time I was like, oh, he's he's playing things. He's yep. He's being all puppet mastery and stuff. And then, and then they like, make you think he is for an episode. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, oh, he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I really liked it. It's not without a couple of little weak spots, but yeah. in general, it's a really solid send off for the 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 menu proper, shall we say. Yeah. Um, I, I love that it, it always felt like it had real stakes. The ending changes the status quo in some pretty dramatic ways. I just thought of the Disney one. Okay. Damn. Disney after Marvel Netflix. Ah, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and one thing I wanted to talk about that I really liked is there's a, a character death, uh, maybe two thirds of the way through that I'm not going to spoil. Um, it's not one of the main main characters, but it's it's someone that's enough of a death to where it has some impact. And it's the sort of character where it feels like a lot of shows or movies would brush it off and be like, okay, you're dead for 10 minutes. We'll have the funeral and then we'll move on to tracking down the bad guy. You've got a very confused expression on your face. I'm trying to remember. Because there's someone that dies, like, towards the end that's, like, really important. Am I thinking of this? Uh... Oh, that's that early? It's, like, episode eight or so. Uh, oh, two-thirds of the way through. Yeah. I thought you said a third of the way through. Yeah. Like, Who dies that early? No, yeah. two thirds of the way through it. It gets a, it, it has a slow start, which I actually Boy, really does, enjoy. Yes, I and agree. that and that death, that death is, it's incredible how they just they make those stakes last. They yeah. they they punch that blow in at the end of an episode, and then they just keep pressing on that wound yep. for like two episodes. And, and it's a catalyst for a for a character. Yeah, and it it makes sense. It changes character motivations. It affects the dynamics of the whole world. Mm-hmm. And there's just there's a couple of really incredible little moments that would kind of spoil things just for hammering those emotions home. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a very well done season. Oh yeah. And, um, I really hope that Disney keeps this stuff going. Yeah. Oh, they're going to, they have to need better. I mean, uh, it's, it's kind of been losing viewership post defenders or so. Yeah. Cause they had kind of a bad run there for a bit. Yeah. Um, but the, Fuck, what was I gonna say? Oh dear, I forgot what I was gonna say. Something about Something. Jessica Jones. Oh, the the slow start. Huh? No. 
a bit of a slow start. I actually really enjoyed it. I like the fact that one of the early episodes is mostly just her trying not to get an infection and die. Because she gets stabbed. Oh, that's right. And, like, it, you never see a superhero show where they spend, or movie or something, where they spend a reasonably substantial portion of the plot just wandering around kind of dazed and weak and trying yeah. not to get infected and die. Oh, and then they brought back, uh, what's his face at the very, very end? Like, very quickly. Yeah. you Jessica. And you're like, ah! <laughs> yep. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Plus, small Luke Cage cameo. Always oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't really like that. It was it felt forced, but I also think it made sense with the the character of Luke post yeah. Luke Cage two. Yeah. Um. So. I'm doing drugs again. I'm doing okay. Good. I have some pretty perfect thumbs up on my shoulder. Yep. Uh. Yeah. So highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. You got to be pretty caught up on the menu to appreciate it. Not pretty caught up. You need to be through Jessica Jones. Yeah. And. Is this gonna be a catch up episode? No. Or a condiment episode? No. I mean, we're at 30 minutes already. and we. I mean, I've only got one more thing. For news, though. Oh, yeah. It's only a bit of news. There's a bit of news. Um, I don't have a ton of news. I've got a few things. There's a few things that have happened. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh, the only other thing is I read Trees, uh, volumes right. one and two, uh, which I was, I was like, oh, you know, I'll sit out on the balcony and read an issue or two and enjoy the evening and ended up reading both volumes that are out in one sitting because it's Warren Ellis and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so the premise is it's set 10 years after aliens landed on earth. And these are not normal run of the mill, little gray men, aliens. These are giant miles tall posts basically okay. called trees. And there's a few of them. They've landed all around the earth in a pattern that maybe starts becoming apparent near the end. Or in volume two. Is it continuous? Is yeah. It still going? Okay. Um, volume three is, according to Warren Ellis, as of May, written, and the art is in like halfway done. Okay. Um, so it's they're targeting, I think, a November release. Okay. Volume three. Um, so yeah, it's just these these giant trees, and they're sitting there, and they the like the tag on the back of the book says. 10 years ago we learned that we're not the only intelligent life in the universe and that the other intelligent life doesn't recognize us as intelligent or alive. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's there and it's a whole bunch of little stories and groups kind of set around particular trees, watching how they affect the, the sociology and the economies of the places under their, like under the, the shadow of them, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of just really fascinating exploration of, uh, human nature and, um, fear of the unknown and things like that. But then there's also a lot of fun, like science and sci-fi type stuff of trying to figure out what's actually going on with the yeah. trees, what their whole deal is. Um, it's just the, the art is really good. It's just, it's impressive. It's immersive. Uh, it does a really cool thing where, like the first volume plants like six or seven seeds of stories and, and carries acorns. Yeah, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it carries them out. It carries a couple of them out basically to a natural conclusion, and then focuses on different seeds or stories that had sort of started in volume one, in volume two, and then it'll bring them back at the end just uh-huh. for like a couple pages. Be like, wait, remember this? 
all right, we're going to do something else with this maybe. Okay. So it's, um, it doesn't, it, it's very natural storytelling where the world is progressing. And so different stories are not going to have beginnings, middles and ends at the same places. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really well put together. Really, cool. really interesting. I'm going to have to look for things I have to borrow from you. Yep. I'm going to, I'm moving in like a couple months. And so I'm probably just going to like, not like moving away. away. No, like moving like 15 town. minutes away. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to like fill up a box of everything I need you to read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hellboy Swamp Thing, this. What's that other one you got? Uh, Arkham Asylum. Arkham, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Enjoying I that. Like, I get a little like self, or like, uh, I guess self-conscious mm-hmm. whenever I think of like the DC one, like the fact that you've read Swamp Thing, but I haven't. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, he kind of knows a little bit more than I do. And then I look like, like I'll remember how many fucking things I've read that you haven't. Yeah. And it's like, I, no. okay, so he has one thing that he knows more than me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my one little corner of the universe. Yep. 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 That's all I've been up to. All right. Um, oh, normally I would do it, but now we're on the news. Yeah, so I guess we're on to news. Uh, movie Pass shut down again. Yep, good for <laughs> it. Good thing I canceled my subscription back in like December because their customer service is the actual worst thing ever created. Have you seen the uh, the BuzzFeed um, CEO thing? No. Oh man, the BuzzFeed CEO series is kind of funny. Uh, when things go, when things happen, like with companies, mm-hmm. they'll do a thing. There's the same guy that does every one. But it's like him making an announcement to the CEO of something, uh, and it's it's just him like going insane because the company's making it worse. So like the first one that ever happened was Tide Pods. Oh, and it was like, uh, if you don't uh, like, we sh- you shouldn't be eating Tide Pods. Uh, it's bad, blah blah blah. Uh, but uh, anyway, you guys should try out our new thing, Tide Pods on a stick. And he holds it up, and it looks like a lollipop. <laughs> and then there's like, and then it it progressively gets worse in the last one is just like that's a hamburger that is fully a hamburger that is one it's like and it's a hamburger it's like what what's it supposed to be something like it's a razor that's a razor (laughs) okay if this isn't the cleanest shave ever i'm firing all of you and he picks it up and it like and shaves like this is really smooth like this is like baby bottom soft this is a great shave <laughs> but like it's just uh they have one for movie pass where it's just like they go, like it's a guy who's like sleeping in the studio because he doesn't have a house and mm-hmm. he's just like all right so we didn't think this was going to be this popular and uh a business model we had was not a good business model <laughs> it's like him like trying to come up with ideas he's like uh if you pay fifteen dollars a month, I will personally like reenact any movie you want. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, okay. Yeah, that'd be good. What else has happened? Um, I have a quote from you from Todd Phillips, director of the Joker movie. He says, "Quote: We didn't follow anything from the comic books, which people are going to be mad about. We just wrote our own version of where a guy like Joker might come from. That's what was interesting to me. We're not even doing Joker, but the story of becoming Joker. It's about this man." Okay. Yep. Nope. That's the. That's those are the words I needed. Okay. To never go. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Like that's like to fully claim that this is just so not the Joker we know. Uh-huh. Like 100, and it's not even like a reimagining of Joker. It's just like 
it's literally Joker in name only, and they know it. Yeah. So now I'm excited because it's just I'm I'm not even gonna go into it thinking it's a DC movie. At it's kind of loosely the spirit of the character yeah. that they're taking. It's it's like Amadeus is an adaptation of Mozart's life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm that movie go is into, not accurate, I'm gonna guys. disregard the the DC tag or DC mm-hmm. card at the beginning, and I'm just gonna go to it and just enjoy a guy who's a clown going or a guy who like has i don't know if he's a clown before but a guy who becomes an insane clown neat yeah see where this goes yep so looks like todd phillips is a great director isn't he um hangover oh what am i thinking todd howard no that's the bethesda guy fuck um ron howard (laughs) yeah ron howard's pretty good (laughs) uh uh, i'm trying to remember that guy whose first name we couldn't remember and then we kept joking and making it more and more elaborate oh. first names but now i can't remember who that was because i was uh, gonna say todd last name but i can't uh 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 doesn't matter okay moving on <laughs> moving on uh danny boyle who was supposed to direct james bond 25 but then got fired because he was uh, apparently a little too loose um apparently may have been planning to kill off bond at the end of the movie oh which that's, that's a little too loose if you're wanting a franchise that's kind of what i was pushing for because it's the end of it's the definitive end of the daniel craig era yeah and so that's a good way to kind of hard reset the universe um and it'd be imagine how shocking that moment would be you just you kill off james bond yeah and then you credits yep i i really wish we had more movies like well probably not more i wish we had a good few movies that ha- that did that every once in a while. Yeah, just like just a completely out of like a field. gunshot, and he's definitively dead. Like yeah. his head's gone. Yeah, credits, and you're like, fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excuse you. <laughs> yeah, and this would have been a really natural place to do it. Yep. So I don't know. I, I bet they're not doing that now, and it'll probably be fine because there's a lot of talented people there. And yeah, but whatever. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is apparently one of the front runners for Catwoman for Matt, the Matt Reeves Batman. I am so on board. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Her character in, uh, <laughs> Fallout is just like, uh, mannerism wise, very Catwoman. Oh my God. I am so on board. Yeah. And like her ability to, cause she's also, uh, uh, in the crown. Oh, okay. She's she's in the crown and she's in the new Hobbs and Shaws. Right, right. Like just all of those characters, you like compile them together, and that's like Catwoman. Like mm-hmm. the Vanessa, like the uh, the crown uh, Princess Margaret is very much like indulgent mm-hmm. and like just wants to have fun and fucking Catwoman. <laughs> She'll do what she wants. Girls just want to have fun, and she's like she's very commanding. It's like she. The way she plays her characters, both her on screen commands commands your attention, mm-hmm. but also like her character commands the attention of everyone that's around her. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what Catwoman does. I mean, yeah. she's, when she's trying to rob a place, she obviously uh, well, commands yeah, no, attention. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am so on board, dude. Yeah, uh, that would be great. Very few times I've been more on board with an acting ca- uh, cast, uh, uh, actor casting, fan casting. All right, high praise. I'll do it for you. That'd be good. Uh, I've also seen, uh, oh shit, who was it? Uh, David Tennant as the Riddler. Yep, Which, that one's that one's been batted around since yeah. Dark Knight. He's he can absolutely do it. Like, yeah, that, that's just like a 
That's a gimme. That's a gimme. Yeah. Uh, have there been have there been other news? I don't want Danny DeVito as Penguin because that's gonna you're you're running the risk of both confusing a whole bunch of casuals, mm. um, and also like if you're going for like they obviously seem to be wanting to go for more of a serious tone. Yeah. That's not Danny DeVito's style. No. Like uh, yeah, it. I mean, it, it kind of mm. was with the, when he was actually Penguin. But there was still kind of like a goofiness to it. A little bit. He's a cartoon character almost. Yeah. And that's that. very much not what he is in the, like, I mean, he's got, you've got like the Batman animated show yeah. where there's him and then like Batman like just shows up out of nowhere as like, penguin. He's like, wah! <laughs> <laughs> but you got the cartoon ones where he's very cartoony. Yeah. But the actual like written, like in the comics, he's very serious and like has his Whatever noise I just made managed to be the exact frequency that the snares on the I know, I heard that. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) It was really odd. Uh, um, I hit that. I don't think I've ever hit that. I think probably one time before I've done that. But weird. Anyway. Anyway. uh, Do we have any other casting? I I vote Patton Oswalt as Penguin. I can see it. Because he's like the the college humor. The college humor thing, yeah. He's actually like, that's a great concept. Yeah. Um. Uh, yep. Who's the other one that they said they're doing? Henry Cavill. Yeah. No, that's not it. Henry Cavill is Catwoman. Right. Yep. Um, no, for Catwoman, uh, they were also thinking Isa Gonzalez. Oh, um, yeah, I saw that. I and she'd be good, too. I was asking what the other villain. Oh. That's uh, It's basically a villain they'd already done. Yeah. I don't remember. Two-Face? No. Uh, Two Face is something you build too. Eh, not particularly. You can, I mean, you can like having the Harvey Dent lawyer thing, but you can kind of skip past all that and just be like a flashback, basically. Yeah, I suppose you could. Clayface, really, huh? Clayface, maybe. No, there's no way that they want to put that. If they're like, they vaguely seem like they want to kind of go grounded ish. Uh, yeah. The from the villain choice, they seem they want to go grounded. They avoided like the big goofy, like the ones that like, like Clayface. Yeah. Also, that's a CGI budget that they probably don't want to. I mean, they're DC. They're going to throw $200 million in a movie. Uh, I'll look it up. And yep. We'll... All but, right. Uh, any other news? Uh, speaking of DC stuff, uh, apparently we're getting a Sandman series at Netflix. Really? Yeah. Okay. You have my interest? Um, why on Netflix? I don't know. Because DC's moving into the Netflix market now that Marvel's leaving. But... Why not on the streaming service? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> maybe because like the beginning of the end of the streaming service, or maybe they're just going to move from doing original. That that's not actually a terrible idea for them. So mm-hmm. thinking about it, the what I use the streaming service, like the DC Universe, mostly for is comics and like uh, they've got actually their um. Um, the uh, fuck. Sorry, I was reading a headline instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the encyclopedia on the DC universe uh-huh. is actually pretty. It's it's not fully finished. There's obviously a whole bunch of characters missing. Right. But it's pretty cool how they have like this is like the basic thing. This is their origin. Here are like def- like defining story arcs that they got that they're it's very important for these characters Mm -hmm. so you can do that if you're like i'm really interested in like two-face you can Mm -hmm. go to it so let's i'll i'll do it for example all right um 
but while I'm doing that, uh, it's it might behoove them because their their shows aren't fantastic. Yeah. Their animated shows are great. Their animated stuff is great. That's something they could continue doing. Yep. Putting animated shows. It's cheaper. Um, so. And honestly, what you could do is go to Netflix because Netflix, as a producer, mm-hmm. can pull some really great material. Yeah. Like it's it's not one hundred percent Marvel that's doing Daredevil. Like it's partially Netflix reach that can. Like, they've got the money and stuff. They can do what mm-hmm. they can. And they've got the platform to get the blood and the grit. Yeah, exactly. Do that. Get your live action shows on Netflix, then bring them back to your streaming service. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, like put it on there. Put it on Netflix for, like, a year. Then pull it, put it on your streaming service. So if people want to go back and watch it, they have to get your streaming service. Fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But the fact that, holy mother of God, I think they're almost done putting all comics up to a year ago on the streaming service. Yeah. That's a lot of comics. And if you're only paying $75 a month, a year, re- or a year, Woo, boy, I would not be doing that. That is not worth nope. it. That is a lot of fucking comics. Yeah. Like it literally, I take like three swipes on my phone to scroll and I'm still in the A's. Yeah. It's absurd. It like that's own that part. Yep. Own your animated stuff. Own your encyclopedia. Make your encyclopedia a great, re- a great source for people who are new into comics mm-hmm. to, and like it does that stuff. Like if you just go to comics, it's like, browse by category, new to read, trending comics, binge read Young Justice, and then like, there are, like stories, uh, stories on stories if you are new to comics, Batman Hush, Batgirl Year One, All Star Superman, Aquaman the Trench, the best and like the most kind of, uh, like you don't need a whole bunch of previous knowledge to read uh-huh. all these things, uh, Green Lantern Secret Origin, Doom Patrol, brick by brick. They're great ways for, like, people who are new to come in and just have a reference that they can, like, if you really, really wanted to get into comics, $75, yeah. But instead of spending, me, for example, mm-hmm. four grand on actual comics, mm-hmm. save yourself some money, read digital on here, and this is the way they do it. Yeah. So, advertise it that. You're not going to get as big as Disney, or as big as, like, Netflix. No. But you've got your market. Find your niche. Do it. Uh, and if, so if I go to Encyclopedia, I will just go to View Index. Uh, who's the character? Uh, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Oh, fucking P's and X. Yep, I knew what I was doing. I was like, Animal Man would be nice right at the start, but no. We'll make him scroll Rolling a bit. down, there's a lot of characters. Swamp Thing. Like, all the way at the bottom of the S's. God damn it. Swamp Thing. Okay, there's two. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some, there's some bugs to be worked out still. For that one. Okay. Uh, an element, uh, an elemental available to inhabit any vegetation on Earth. Swamp Thing's loyalty lies with the green, the primal force of nature that sustains life and plants. Introduction. And then, so, like, it gives you the full thing. Aliases, first appearance, kind of an introduction. There's origin, which, like, and it gives you snapshots of comics. Mm-hmm. To, so you can in- see these things uh, okay, that's as they cool. happen. Um, uh, powers and abilities, again, gives you snapshots. Uh, essential storylines and history. Uh, first Swamp Thing, House of Secrets, 1971. Dark Genesis, Swamp Thing, 1972. The Saga of Swamp Thing, 1982. Uh, the New 52, Swamp Thing, Rebirth. So it kind of gives you, like, little things. Team affiliations and appearances in other media. It, it's just very fleshed out. gives you a lot of information for a character. Mm-hmm. And lets you get, get you, gives yeah. you that start. So. It sounds like an encyclopedia that's created with some, like, actual care. And, like, this is what people should have. Yeah. I like that. So. I like that. Yay! Yay! 
Uh, Rick and Morty's coming back. <gasps> November 19. Or, not 19. November 2019. That's the time. Oh, yes. Yep. Oh, yes, son. Riggity, 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 right. <laughs> okay, we're done with that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we were both just like, you gotta do an imitation. You gotta, if you're gonna freak out about Rick and Morty, you gotta do a... Uh, oh, jeez, Rick. <laughs> uh, I need to work on my Morty impression, because your Rick one's pretty good. Is it, though? It's That's not... if I'm drunk. Yeah. Which is appropriate. <laughs> remember, when yep. I, remember when I dressed up as Rick for Halloween? Yeah. And part of the costume was to be drunk, but then I continued to get more drunk. That yep. was the most drunk I've ever been in my life. It was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It was a bad time. Mm-hmm. Do not recommend. Zero out of ten. Don't dress up as Rick if you're going to go uh, method acting. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be sober, Rick, go for it. Yep. A uh, couple trailers. Um, Knives Out, which is Ryan Johnson's new movie. With Chris Evans and Christopher Plummer and Daniel Craig and uh, Tony Tony Collette Jesus and um, a couple other people that I'm blanking on and it's kind Mark of Campbell. embarrassing. No, uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, first pictures of the Witcher show. Yeah, those Looks look cool. Good. Yeah, I'm excited. Apparently, like what I think is that what they said was hard R. Uh, I think so. Also, they said about Joker, they're like, I saw, I read that article. He was like, it's, mm-hmm. it's gonna be rated R. I didn't know that people were confused about that. It's, yeah, it's gonna be rated R. And I'm like, thank you, thank you for. <laughs> Good. I like Todd Howard, Phillips, Tom Phillips, fuck, <laughs> Phillips Howard, Phillips Howard, Phillips Todd, Phillips Seymour Hoffman. Oh, oh. Anyway. So we have, okay, so we have that trailer. Uh, that we, looks cool. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I, I, I that sounds cool. All right. I like all the people that are in it. And then excellent segue into our topic proper. We got our first Mulan teaser. Yeah. Which thank you for not making it a mu- uh, musical and making it just a full like frame by frame recreation of the animated show. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see this as a move like this. I mean, it's going to be Disney, but it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a bit grittier. Like, it put yourself looks in like the it. world of Genghis Khan. Yeah. Like, fuck. No, this could be a <laughs> solid historical <laughs> epic right here. Like. Looks good. People do realize, like, how bad. And there's, like, stuff that Disney kind of does that. They kind of, like, dance around, like, the, yeah. the brutal reality of some of these things. Especially, yep. like, this one. It's like, you do realize, like, what was going on in China during this time, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like i like the the trailer is basically just like them kind of like kind of the the patriarchal uh mm-hmm. selling your daughter kind of thing yeah and then just some like glory shots of her being a badass yeah which i think it's really cool that they're going with sort of the um crouching tiger hidden dragon style action the old kung fu movie action where it's a little bit floaty and mm-hmm. um because that's perfect style for this and it's gonna look great yeah so I'm, re- I'm I'm pretty excited for this. This one I'm excited for. Yeah. Um, and I think like it. We I haven't been excited for all the other ones because they are just useless remakes, money grabs. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a live action of Lion King, but it's gonna be the same fucking thing. Yeah. We'll give you a live action of Dumbo. It's gonna be the same fucking thing. I think the Dumbo one was different, but I, I didn't was told see it. That it was. Andrew told me it was like frame by frame. Okay. Well, I haven't seen it. I can't comment. Um no, I think I think Mulan it 
it's a first teaser. We can't blow our wad yeah. necessarily. But if it goes the direction it kind of looks like it's going, uh, it looks like one that it works because it's taking a very different angle because there is a very different angle to be taken. Mm-hmm. And so it's one that justifies a remake because you can tell the same story in a different way. Yeah. Um, whereas Lion King, okay, we'll make him look nice in CGI and that'll be cool. Yeah. Is it going to be an improvement? Highly unlikely. Yeah, I don't... There's some stuff that, like, you... you... Look, a meerkat and a warthog are not the most funny and appealing animals in real life. Meerkat's gonna be kind of cute. They're pretty But, like, if you just see, like... Because it's a warthog, right? I think so. It's big and warty and kind of hog-shaped. That's right. If I was a young... Yeah. Um, That's an ugly... That's not that's not an appealing animal to like watch sing and be goofy. Yeah. Like in the cartoon that kinda does it like kinda looks funny, but yeah. if you're going realistic, it's a I think, disgusting slobbery monster. <laughs> yeah. I think well, I haven't seen Lion King either. I guess it's not, not yet. out yet. Speaking of which we should see Spider Man. Oh we should. Yeah. Yeah. What are you that doing? was a weird release. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing Wednesday? Uh going out to drink beer with Matt and Kennedy. Yeah. Lame. Yeah, well, you know, beer. I also haven't been, I haven't gone out with him in like three weeks. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, weird personal like side note. Like, yep. was, <laughs> <laughs> I love when they, like when that happens sometimes. We just like really quickly break the barrier of like there's not mics in front of us. We just have a brief conversation of like our actual lives. It's like the fifth <laughs> wall or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's not even like addressing uh, the fact that we're on a podcast. Yep. We just have an actual like. <laughs> Serious back and forth. It's like, oh yeah, like let's talk about Matt and Kenzie a little bit. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh what was I saying? Something about oh, I haven't seen Lion King yet. Um it looks like they're still doing it sort of relatively cartoony. I think Jungle Book was able to find a different angle because they made it a little more grown up, a little more mature. Um, took out a lot of the cartooniness. Made it into more of a um straightforward action adventure type movie uh-huh. and i think that i think that was playing to its strengths because the visuals are great and it um tells the story well um it does have yeah, a couple see, of songs not, but they work not an appealing looking it's just a little weird it's yeah weird. it's 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 telling a cartoon story with something a little too real it's yeah. sort of a it's not quite an uncanny valley effect if you wanted to but... do a live action plot of lion king do Macbeth. There we go. <laughs> Just go watch Macbeth. Uh, yep. Apparently, there's a really good one with Michael Fassbender from a couple yeah. years back. I haven't seen that, but I need to track that down. Yep, looks good. Um, but yeah, so yeah, uh, Beauty and the Beast is another one. Speaking of all these Disney remakes that we did not need, because mm-hmm. well, a lot of appeal of that one is it's got sort of that. Um, the, in the cartoon, you can do sort of that very fantasy, fairy tale type effect. Yeah. And if you try to put that in the real world, it gets real weird real fast. Yeah. And that movie is just kind of unsettling in a hard to pin down way. So there's a lot of remakes out there. Like, I mean, there's stuff like True Grit that's been remade twice. Like stuff like that that's very different. Star is Born. Uh, Star is Born. True Grit. Um, True Grit's pretty similar. Yeah, and, and so, like, I guess kind of what I was going to say is that um, for stuff like Disney, so I think the reason that Disney is 
not necessarily. Okay, so I'm gonna let's see. I'm gonna say a few things and then kind of decide if they make sense. Yeah, uh, I think the reason Disney is doing this is one because money. Because why not? But two is I think we kind of do need them in a way. So these like Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. These are these are animated movies that have withstood withstood the test of time. They're still classic stories. They're still wonderful movies. Would you say they're tales as old as time? Ha. Ah. Get it, tail, because like lions have tails. Oh, I made it worse. Oh God, I ignored that part as you were saying it and then it registered. Fuck. Um, but they're like they're old and they're very classic and stuff like that. And because the reason I actually was fully off board of like, we don't need any of these. We can just fuck them all mm-hmm. um, before we started recording. But as we were just talking in the past couple of minutes, started thinking about it. I was going to say people who are going to watch them. If you wanted to watch them, just go the animated, go watch the animated movies. Mm-hmm. But that does get kind of old watching the same thing all the time. Yeah. This is really just kind of like a, a new, fresh look at it. It's just like, yeah, it's like, me reading comics in my bed all the time is fine, but mm-hmm. like I'll I'll enjoy it a little bit more if I like get up and go sit in my recliner and read. It's just a yeah. different setting. It's a different yeah. like just something about it that you can enjoy the same story because it's a good story, mm-hmm. but just something different. It's something new. Yeah, and I mean let's also point out that the original cartoons are very much aimed at kids. Yeah, and the live action remakes are. I think aimed at the people who watched them as kids and remember what it was like to watch them as kids, but yeah. are grown ups now. Oh man, how old are people? Uh, I'm gonna say like eight years old. How old are how old are people now that were eight when Snow White came out? When Snow White came out, yeah. uh, 1937. Pushing, they are dead. yeah, <laughs> <In> ninety. <laughs> no, my my grandma was eight when Snow White came out. Oh, my granddad was almost gonna be in World War Two. He was old enough. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been comfortably around. Yeah, but um, yeah. So like, I guess yeah. So uh, I mean, they're all classic stuff. It's not that like they watched them when they came out. Cause yeah, when did Lion King come out? Lion King like ninety six. Yeah, Lion King one and a half was like two thousand one or something. Yeah, whatever that one was. I um, Lion King, not nineteen. Uh, Lion King two was two thousand eight or nineteen ninety eight. Okay, so yeah, probably mid ninety, maybe ninety four, maybe I don't know. Uh, ninety four. Okay. One and a half was two thousand four. Okay. Uh, wasn't there a Lion King three? Probably direct to video. Seems like the sort of thing yeah, they do. Probably. I don't know. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So ninety four. So yeah, the people that saw that are in their early thirties. They're ha- they have kids now that are just old enough to appreciate it. Holy crap, that is hilarious. What's that? Okay, so uh, it, it's generally basic knowledge that, uh, um, that lions have not, tails, yes. That, that Lion King is Macbeth. Uh-huh. Apparently Lion King 2 is Romeo and Juliet. Oh. I haven't seen it in a hot fucking minute. Hmm. But if you look at, like, I went to Lion King, and then, like, I, like, I was on Lion King 2... And it was like other movies like this, and I clicked it, and it's literally Romeo and Juliet movies. Interesting. And it gives me Romeo and Juliet's fucking what was that? Penguins? 
Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Classic. West Side Story, Romeo and Juliet, Romeo plus Juliet, Romeo and Juliet, Romeo and Juliet, Private Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, Romeo and Juliet, Pizza My Heart. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So what's one and a half then? Coriolanus? (laughs) Was it Philip II? Well, that's actually, Uh, that's, that's a good question. I'm, I'm like interested in, ah, fuck. Lion King 2. That's so weird, though. Like, they're doing Romeo and Juliet. So, I guess Simba and what's-her-name die at the end? I don't know. Doesn't, wait, doesn't Hamlet die at the end? Or Macbeth die at the end of the, uh, that one? Prob- no. I read half of it once. Just for fun. I was sitting out. I have a complete Shakespeare sitting on my shelf. I don't know why I don't actually read these things. Because it's kind of a waste of time. Almost. No. Nope. Uh, movies about animals, Disney movies, musicals. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Okay, so. I guess that's what you get with a movie with one and a half in the title. From what I remember, it was pretty funny. I never saw it. Um, so, so Disney does that. That's, I think, the reason that Disney's doing things. Yep. I think Disney... it's mostly just that they have a sure market and they're going to make yeah. oh, at yeah. least $500 million over time. Yeah, sure market is definitely very evident on my Facebook wall. Every time a movie comes out. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. OMG. I remember the freak out when that first Beauty and the Beast teaser dropped. Oh, yeah. And everyone thought it was the just the, the coolest thing they'd ever Bees seen. Knees. The, mm-hmm. Bees knees, my dude. The Beast sneeze. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then that movie went on to gross more than a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah. For some reason. We're all just here going, ah, hell's bells. Yep. I, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Move yeah. On. All right. On from That's Disney. good. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. So Disney's not the only ones to do remakes. Definitely not. We've talked a bit about remakes in the past before, but these things have been around forever. Oh, so long. There was a massive slate of movies that were made as straightforward dramas or comedies in the 30s that were then remade as musicals in the 50s. Including mm-hmm. A Star is Born. Yep. It's kind of one of the most prominent examples. Um, I think those ones work again because it's taking the material and showing it in a different way. New light, yeah. Right. Um, but I'm not that interested in talking about those right now. That's kind of a topic unto itself. Yeah. We can talk about the recent stuff. People's, stuff people's actually seen. So, one that comes to mind that some people, you know, it's it's a shame that people forget it. Great Gatsby. That was a remake. I would just call that a readaptation. I mean, it's the story of Great Gatsby. Yeah, and so it's just adapting it again. Well, okay, then you could say that a lot, a lot of things, because there's a lot of movies that have been made and then remade, but they're based on books. Um, I think... Have you read a book? <laughs> maybe, but it's also not a famous book. And so if you're That's making true. a movie, it's based on the movie. Yeah. And if you're making a movie about Great Gatsby, first and foremost, you go to the book for your source. Yeah. Um, Romeo plus Juliet was not a modern day remake of the Franco Zeffirelli oh. version from the 60s. God. Romeo plus Juliet. It's a fun movie. Oh, God. It's the worst. It's that was fun. the first movie I ever watched that I was like, this is actually very terrible. Like, I actively hate that movie. I enjoyed it. It's so bad. What was it? What's its rating? It's like seven on IMDb. <laughs> or not, I was looking up True Grit. Oh. Romeo. 
But okay, so what uh, what kind of stuff are you thinking of when you th- what what do you think of when you think of remakes? Um, well, I immediately think of some of the ones that I saw as they were coming out. So like True Grit, which mm-hmm. I saw, I think I might have saw the the remake first, and then seen the original. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, that's one of the ones that people always hold up as being better than the original, and you can kind of see why because it's it's very much the same story. Uh, but the actress they get to play the little girl is definitely better, and Jeff Bridges' interpretation of the Rooster Cogburn character is different, and I think it's better suited to a modern sensibility than sort of the John Wayne, yeah. just kind of John Wayne ended it up. Yeah. You know John Wayne played Genghis Khan, speaking of him? What? Yeah. Wow! <laughs> God, whitewashing is real. Uh, yep. Especially back then. Uh, some movie about Genghis Khan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, that would have been back in the... It was black and white. It was probably 50s. 50s? So there was definitely a whole bunch of racism against Asians. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, True Grit's one that always comes to mind um that one it's just it's what it's the coen brothers they're gonna anything they do they're gonna do well yeah um another one is one that i saw in theaters which was karate kid because i grew up with the original right and then i really liked the remake when i was 11 and saw it in the theater it's not great Mm. um it's fun seeing jackie chan be the mr miyagi character but yeah, that's all this movie has going for it. Jaden Smith is not as likable as um, that's right. That's Ralph Macchio. What that movie is. Yeah. Yeah, he's he should find inner peace or something. Calling. <laughs> he's a good kid. Like I've seen him lately. And he's, yeah. You know, like that family is a great family. Yeah. Just you, know, you don't have to follow in your dad's footsteps. Yeah. No. When that's not necessarily your total talent. Yeah. He's and he's great in pursuit of happiness when he's six yeah um well when you're six you're not entirely sure if you're acting or not you're just told to say something you just kind of say it (laughs) pretty much um yeah uh that one again it feels it feels like one that they didn't need they they couldn't come up with a new way to approach the material they're like oh we'll set it in china and have everything be kung fu and chinese but still call it karate for some reason yeah because that's all asian martial arts look the same oh yeah um they they change some of the character dynamics which hinder the story so like the everyone's a little younger and the main villain kid is an old family friend of the love interest instead of a ex Hmm. or i don't actually remember how the original goes i haven't seen it since i was 12 but um some somehow a competing love interest which makes that more interesting yeah i need to watch cobra kai is that like a youtube yeah it was a youtube original it's supposed to be really good though so what makes a remake remake work i think it's this point we kind of keep circling that it needs to find a new way to approach the source material okay so you go back to the originals they're like okay we'll do it as a musical we'll kind of spruce it up and give it some jazz and pizzazz and razzmatazz and Jizma jazz yeah that's it that's what i was that's the word i was searching for um wiggle snozberries 
Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, no, yeah, they found they found a different way to approach the material to tell a proven story in a new and interesting way. And uh, Star is Born continued to do that. I haven't seen the 70s version. I, honestly, I've only seen half the 50s version and then mm-hmm. the new one. Um, I don't think the 70s version is great. Um, I do know that the 2018 version is pretty great, but it's definitely a modernized version of it. Yeah. Um, we're in sort of a classic kind of bumbling Hollywood alcoholic type. He's addicted to pills and booze and kind of slurring his speech and falling apart in more of a heartbreaking and brutally real way. And um, throws around a lot more F words than they would have let you get away with in 1950. Oh yeah. Or whatever. Um, it's, it, it's more raw. It's more, more tuned to the 2018 sensibility so it's taking that core story which is a absolute proven winner and it's a it is just a great story yeah and it's then it's fundament and they take that and they find a way to reinterpret it for a modern sensibility yeah and i think that is generally an effective way of doing it okay so what so that that's one that does it well uh what are ones that are just god-awful uh i haven't seen it but the i've seen clips uh the psycho remake with vince vaughn there's a psycho remake yeah with vince vaughn in the 80s i think um it's shot for shot Uh that's kind of the definition of not having a new way to interpret the source material yeah (laughs) uh so that one's widely regarded as being a heap crap Mm -hmm. um Uh, the halloween one with was it rob zombie yeah the rob zombie reboot that's that one's pretty bad but then the new one well the new one's a sequel oh that's right yeah so that's different that's that's a late sequel we talked about those before um no the rob zombie one it again it takes everything that was good about so finding a new interpretation of the material i guess isn't a proven win though it's you still got to make a good movie you still got to understand the material you're dealing with because the the rob zombie one from 2007 i want to say uh it gives michael more backstory which doesn't really work he's kind of supposed to be a faceless killer that's yeah. why they give him the blank mask what's the what's his name the shape yeah that's that's the best interpretation of the character he's just a he's a shape yeah he's a little fluttering thing in the corner of your eye that sets you on edge and mm-hmm. The original, I love how just the whole movie you see him just in the background. They won't draw your attention to him; they'll just put him there. Yeah, and that's that's good stuff. And that the original movie is much more around tension. There's like four or five deaths the entire movie. They don't come till the last third. Yeah, and they are all relatively toned down. I mean, part of that's because it's the seventies. Yeah. Um, Rob Zombie decided to up the blood, but in doing that, you lose a lot of that tension that made the original great. So instead of being sort of this horrifying, are you seeing something in the corner of your eye or something actually there trying to kill you? Mm-hmm. It's more just, oh, hey, it's another generic slasher land shark movie. Yeah. Pretty much. Let's see. There's like a shark movie that's coming out. Another one? Yeah. There's that uh, one and there's like Crawl. Oh, yeah. I talked about that one. That one looks interesting. That's just Crawl? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Confined so, space movie. I like that it's called Crawl, but like the thing is like swim as fast as you can. 
like wait what well a lot of it they're in crawl spaces i think oh really if you watch the trailer oh god it looks it looks surprisingly wait okay so that doesn't really make sense because alligators snap to the side if you're directly in front of an alligator that's a lot more safe than being to the side so if you're in a crawl space and alligator is like right behind you you can pretty well just like stick like just kind of close its jaws artistic license look they use it they <laughs> alligators are terrifying but they have the biggest weakness ever and they can't they just they can't open their fucking mouths yeah no that is kind of yeah fun fact for people if you're ever in a fight with an alligator close its jaws it's got no muscles to open its jaw that is a very fun fact i'm gonna go fight an alligator <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's that is kind of a i think crocodiles are the same way too I, I believe that they're pretty similar creatures. Pretty similar, but like, yeah. yeah. So like, that's the thing. It's like how if you like manage to knock out a serial killer, chop the fucker's head off. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. You never kill him in a way that he could. He's fully dead. And like with an alligator, it's like yeah, you can run away, or you could just like close his jaws. I know it's like harder than you than it seems. If the movie addresses it immediately, like they get attacked by an alligator, it's like they're just just close the jaw. They're like, I can't get to it because there's like always four of them, and the moment I get to one, the other two attack or the three attack me. And mm-hmm. I can count four. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, uh, what other remakes exist? Oh, here's a here's a good bad one. Wicker Man. Wicker Man. Yeah, you know the Nicolas Cage. No, not the bees. Not the <gasps> bees. Yeah. Yeah, that's the remake. Oh. That is an appalling movie. Oof. <laughs> the original is really weird. Okay. The climax features Christopher Lee, who you might know as Count Dooku and Saruman, uh, skipping around wearing a dress. Oh. So it's Saruman. Yeah. <laughs> and Count Dooku. Yes. More Count Dooku than Saruman. Yeah, no, but um the original though kind of a lot of it feels like it's just a folk music music video folk music video. Folk music video. video. Yay! <laughs> That's it. All right. Uh it's it's kind of weird and it's got a lot of folk music. It's set on a um an island uh off the coast of scotland where there's a small i don't know i guess commune you'd call it almost town sort of where apparently a girl's been murdered a detective a straight-laced scottish detective gets a letter that says my daughter is missing come to the island help me find her he shows up no one knows what he's talking about the person who allegedly sent the letter doesn't know what he's talking about Hmm. uh and so he's just trying to unravel this mystery and getting weirder and weirder stuff from these these townsfolk who are apparently all part of this pagan cult that worships some sort of sun god and there's all kinds of just weird stuff and it's what it does really effectively is it plays sort of the um it's uh, really it's just kind of the cultural conflict in its most allegorical form taking a really straight-laced uptight christian guy who's engaged to a straight-laced uptight christian girl and Mm -hmm. Uh, they're all supposed to go off and live happily ever and raise uptight, straight-laced Christian babies. Um, and then pitting it against the, the counterculture as represented in the most absolute form by this 
pagan group that rejects uh traditional religion and rejects traditional sexual morality mm-hmm. and uh there's a scene where he just he walks out of a bar and there's it's like evening and there's just a, a bunch of couples out doing it in the park mm. it's a it, it's a really weird movie but mm. it's it's pretty effective yeah because it's got sort of that thematic coherence to it yeah. and um it allows that to spiral into its its whole atmosphere uh and it makes the conclusion pretty effective the nicholas cage version it tries to do it as sort of a supernatural thriller with the bees with the bees bees Bees. not the bees moving on uh I'm no longer talking this episode. You're driving. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Well, I have a couple other examples. No, uh, let, me, let me finish my yeah. point on, on this one. Uh, so partly it's just a really badly made moving the movie. The editing's all over the place and the score is a mess. And Nicolas Cage is the wrong guy to play this character, <laughs> um, which is not straight laced. It's also set on a island off the coast of Washington State, which totally changes it because an island off the coast of Washington state isn't steeped in pagan tradition like the British Isles. Yeah. So there's no cultural weight there. Um, it's also got Nicolas Cage punching a woman dressed in a bear costume just for the heck of it. And some other generally just really stupid stuff. It's a, it's a bad movie, but what it does is it offers, I think an empty reinterpretation of the story. Because the the core story originally is this cultural conflict allegory and looking at religion and the the threats it faces in the then modern society, mm-hmm. and the new one is just we're gonna take all the details, all the story around that, and try to turn that into something. And it's not the story itself that works. It's a decent mystery and it's got a fun twist at the end, but as a even if you do a, a good interpretation, it's never going to be better than just kind of a bland mystery movie. Yeah. It needs, it needs that core. And so that's something where I think a reinterpretation doesn't work because that's so centered on its particular zeitgeist. And yeah. so it's, it's place. So. Okay. It's also just such a bad movie. It's, it's, it's one that kind of gets on a lot of lists as so bad. It's, fun to watch and it's really not mm. it's just kind of uncomfortable yeah skip to the last 15 minutes and watch an increasingly frantic nicholas cage run around this island and punch women in bear suits and get swarmed by bees okay i would legitimately like to do that okay um so there's a couple other like categories that we haven't had a chance to talk about and mm-hmm. we might actually be able to pull a full episode out of them okay uh one of them is oh well, i guess it's it, it's one's a sub- subcategory of another. Um, well, I don't remember the other one, but one of them is anime. Yeah. Anime re-adap- uh, readaptations. Yeah, and more generally, uh, just adaptation yeah. of of Japanese stuff for yeah. Western screen. There we go. That's something we can do in a full episode. Yeah. That's... Um, Andrew would be a great one to have on for that Absolutely. because he loves anime. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, kind, of, kind of ones I'm thinking of. Uh, thinking of right off the bat, Ghost in the Shell, uh, eh. the uh, Babadook, I believe, was animated. No. Oh, okay, never mind. I, uh, Death Note. Death Note is the one that I thought of immediately. Um, 
Oh, there's so many. There was there's another one recently Dragon that was Ball. not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> well, that was actually a Western culture uh, interpretation of Eastern culture, but it actually is pretty loyal. It was developed in the Western culture, but mm-hmm. was loyal to Eastern culture. Right. Um, and then the yeah. M Night Shyamalan boy. boy. Um. But yeah, no, we can do a full episode on that. Yeah, culture being adapted. There's a lot there, and a lot of I think probably faithless, empty adaptations. I imagine. Yeah, that'd be Um, a good one. We should need someone who's like very ingrained in Eastern culture to be able to kind of like. We need to find a token Asian. Are you saying? I mean, well, or we could just get someone who knows a lot about Eastern culture. Emily might. Maybe she's a history major and uh, international studies. Yeah. Might. Yeah, and I mean Andrew's a good bet on the the movie. And the movie, yeah. So we'll we'll do an episode on that at some point. We'll get to that eventually. Once uh, there's a once there's a reason, maybe once this uh, Akira remake gets kicked mm, off the ground. Yeah. Because maybe that one will be good. I think it's got Taika Waititi involved. So. Huh. Okay. That's the thing. So, uh, shall we? Yeah, I guess we better shall. There's, I mean, there's a lot of horror remakes, but those are just. We'll wait for a horror. A horror yeah. Uh, hey, we'll episode. we'll do this for five million dollars, and it'll be kind of spooky yeah that's not interesting yeah. we're not going to do an episode on that uh yeah so thanks for listening to us kind of ramble um oh, we talked about remakes and oh, preston's my. knee is broken um it's it's literally his his leg is backwards it's entirely ba- he's dragging it there's so much blood i just i can't even the screams the screams are unbearable uh you can't hear them we've edited them out just to preserve your ears because you would be ah! <laughs> oh, you'd be clawing your eardrums out at this point exactly uh it sounds weirdly like nicholas cage um <laughs> yeah so you can find this podcast on soundcloud and itunes and podbean and we have a youtube channel that we always promise we'll do stuff on and then never do uh what else do we do around here we have a facebook page uh justice losers you know how to search facebook you're grown-ups or children in which case this is not an appropriate podcast turn this off now kids kids. (laughs) (laughs) uh we got a twitter justice losers pod at twitter dot nope that's uh at justice losers pod (laughs) (laughs) justice losers pod at thereof just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i just us give up <laughs> instagram at just us losers pod see i can do it within its instagram yeah. i don't know so yep. uh, uh what else we have a gmail we talked about that at the top of the show send us your bionicle theories or your ordinary theories that somehow are convolutedly including bionicle um Tell us about your favorite direct-to-DVD Bionicle movies that you think should be remade in live action. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, Mask of Light, that's the obvious answer. Give me something more interesting than that. Uh, let's see. Next week, we're talking about something that you texted me yesterday, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, boy, I also can't remember. Hang on. Stall a little bit. I Todd Holt! That's who it was. What? It was Holt. Holt. Yeah. Todd Holt. Todd Holt is the director of the Joker movie. Yeah, we got That's it. the one. Uh, canceled superhero movie. 
Right, that's right. In honor of what would have been the New Mutants release spot, yeah. uh, we're talking about canceled superhero movies and uh, what they could have been. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh, we'll we'll come up with some way to make this one interesting. I've got a couple of ideas. Okay. Um, yeah. So if you've got if you've got particular superhero movies that you were really excited for and then they never happened, or you heard about them after the fact and you're like, oh, that would have been really cool, or oh, that would have been really dumb, hit us up on one of those places I just listed that I'm not listing again because apparently I can't list things today. Uh, and tell us all about it, and we will steal all your ideas and include them in our episode, with no credit to you. We'll probably give credit to you. We don't we don't have fan engagement. Yeah. Occasionally we have fan marriages though. Huh? We have fan marriages though. Cause Gage. Oh, yeah. Everyone get married. That's the call to action. Go get married. Yeah. Because then there'll be fan engagements. Cause they'll have to get engaged oh, before they get married. Yeah. Yep. There See? There we go. Uh, that's the joke you were going Alright. I figured it out eventually where I was going with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So tune in next week for superhero movies that didn't get made. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.